Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining me today on the Multifamily Five. Today, we're interviewing Mark Kenny. That's Mark Kenny of Sync Multifamily. Mark, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Mark, for having us on today. Yeah. Will you introduce yourself and your company, and uh, we'll go ahead and get into the five-question uh, interview session. Sure. So as uh, Mark mentioned, this is Mark Kenny, Think Multifamily. Uh, we purchase um, apartment buildings. We're currently in about 1,750 units been investing in real estate for over 20 years and uh, also had done some other uh, careers such as CPA for a while and did IT consulting for quite a while as well and uh, now a full-time real estate investor along with my wife, Tamille. That's great. Well, thanks. Yeah, again, thanks for joining us and uh, I guess we'll get right into the questions and typically, you know, this won't be a discussion. I'm sure we could spend quite a you know, quite a few minutes on sure. each uh, question, but it's just kind of rapid fire. So the first question is, uh, what's the last property you acquired? What market is it in? And what's your favorite part about that uh, deal or acquisition? So the last deal we purchased was 454 units in Atlanta, Georgia. We closed uh, end of January 2017, so very recently here. Uh, it was a value-add component, so I liked about it. It's already cash-flowing very nicely, but it's an 89 construction has not had really much uh, interior upgrades at all. I think they've done like um, eight total so far in interiors. So there's a value add component to increase rents through interior upgrades. Uh, also appraised for over 20% higher uh, by the bank than what we're paying for it. So I love that that aspect. And people will say, well, you you make make your money on the the buy and I would say yes and maybe no. I mean, you only make money when you sell. So, uh, But we do feel really good about that deal because it cash flows so nicely. There's a value-add component to it, and we got a good deal going in. Yeah, it's great to hear. Okay, question two. In the current multifamily market, what do you look for in deals, and what do you expect in terms of rent growth, returns, and other key factors? So about markets first, I guess, just briefly what we look for in a market. We look for um, cities where there's high population growth, you know, job growth, and low cost of living. That's relative, meaning you know, we're both in, in Dallas and people think it's getting really expensive here, which it is over the last few years. But compared to other areas such as you know, San Francisco and New York and things like that, it's still very inexpensive to live here. Um, the other piece I like to look at in a market is you know, is the city investing money in the market? That's great. And then our developers investing money. So if the city's putting money in and the developers are not, that's okay. But um, it's really when you start seeing the city and developers both kind of put in, you know, infusing capital into a certain part of the city is what we look for. Um, and then as far as the deal itself, we look for deals as much as possible where preferably there's really, you know, little to no deferred maintenance and interiors that kind of have not been touched and could go in and rehab them. So uh, when you look at a deal and, you know, if you're going to have to put a bunch of money into roofs and 
driveways and, and things like that, those things won't necessarily translate into higher rents necessarily, whereas the interior upgrades and, you know, paint exterior and things like that were really typically where you're going to see the biggest bang for the buck in, in uh, rent growth. Uh, market rent growth has um, been kind of crazy, in my opinion, in, in Dallas in the last few years. Uh, we typically expect and we do our underwriting with a, you know, 2 to 3% rent growth, which is more historical versus the, you know, Six six point eight to seven point one or so we've been having in Dallas, so that's what we look for. I said I wouldn't ask any side questions, but are you looking into <laughs> any new markets? I know you entered Atlanta pretty recently. Yeah, so Atlanta we're looking at heavily. Um, we're doing a lot down in Houston right now, outside of you know outside of Dallas too, and then Tennessee, mm. and those are the the main markets. But we're we're always looking at new markets. Um, I don't like some of the other markets that other people do just because I don't think that. Uh, fundamentals are there but we'll go any market that kind of meets those criteria yeah great okay third question for years investors have enjoyed great returns for multifamily but is it still the favored real estate asset class going forward so the market's still flush with equity to invest so what are the other factors likely to keep investor attitudes high on multifamily in the near term yeah good question um you know, I think people are making money in every single asset class, and people will continue to do that. You know, we, we've had a big focus on multifamily because that's where our expertise is. But we've also started looking outside other other areas, you know, self-storage and assisted living and, and things like that. The one thing I like about multifamily better than most any other real estate investment is that it meets, you know, the number one need of shelter. Um, so if I have a apartment I rent and I'm also – running an office space, all things being equal, I'm going to pay for my apartment because that's where my wife and kids are. Yeah. So that's the one thing when I compare it to retail or, or you know, other things. Even assisted living is, is awesome. But if you're paying for that, you know, you could actually put your parent or whoever it may be in, in your, your house or self-storage. We have self-storage right now. We've had it for too long because you pay more and more money for it every month. But end of the day, if we have to give that up, we could put those boxes and things in, in our, our place instead. So uh, I think they're all good, but I actually, I do like multifamily, but there's nothing wrong with diversifying in other classes as well. Yeah. Huge believer of diversification. Okay. So question four, with interest rates rising, rent growth is slowing and uh, you bought a property recently. And I think this is the case. Uh, how do you achieve mm -hmm. the pro forma returns that you projected? Good question. So for us, we don't pro forma based on current situations. So if rents are going up, you know, kind of crazy, six, seven percent, in some cases even more in certain sub sub markets, we don't pro forma that. Uh, we'll pro forma based more on history, and so let's say it's two to three percent. If we happen to get that, you know, five, six, seven percent rent growth, that's that's awesome. Just kind of extra bonus, but we don't pro forma that way, and that's kind of what really we see a lot of people that are, you can make any deal work on paper. I don't care what the deal is. Mm -hmm. And if you're not educated and you're not, you know, sophisticated enough to understand what it should look like versus what you're being told on paper, then I think you can potentially get in trouble. Yeah. Okay. And last question. With uh, the multifamily market constantly changing, what's one lesson you've learned from a recent deal? Oh, yeah. So I've learned a lot of lessons, probably. Um, recent deal or not, um, I guess more from a market standpoint, uh, deals we've lost and deals we've, you know, we've gotten is that 
you know, don't overpay. You know, if you're not getting deals, you're going to get frustrated, which we all do. Um, you lose patience, which we all do as well. But don't compromise on your underwriting just to get the deal, um, because I think you'll you'll be sorry. Uh, I think the other piece, I mean, you asked for one, but I'll give you just a, a second one as well, is, is really when you're looking at, um, it's a business, right? So your net operating income, you know, your revenue and expenses are the two big, biggest drivers along with the cap rate. Uh, what about uh, properties can be valued. So you need to look at it overall when you're looking at expenses, particularly on payroll. You know, don't don't hire the least expensive people to do everything. You know, I'd say don't hire the most expensive either, but you need to look at it. You're running the business, and if someone's paying someone else, you know, 15, 20% higher to lease up your property, most likely that person is going to be able to lease up better than someone that's not. And we've fallen into this trap where we look at numbers and, Someone's, you know, two, three hundred dollars per door, you know, per unit, cheaper in payroll, and that may be fine, but in other cases, you kind of get what you pay for. So I'd just be cautious of not looking just at the, you know, the expense side and figuring you're going to go with the least expensive provider. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, side question just came to mind. Maybe I should make this multifamily six because I keep coming up with side questions. But, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, what's what's one creative way that uh, you've increased NOI recently? Because you know I hear a lot of uh, investors doing some pretty cr- creative things with technologies, depending on uh, whether it's a Class B or Class A. But I'm um, just interested to hear if you've done anything recently. That's creative. Well, technology, right? Technology. There's definitely a lot out there. I have you know, IT background for for 20 years, and I, there are a lot of things going on in, in a little bit of the higher end type properties. But for us, it's you know it's a little bit more of the the fundamentals, and it's it's pushing those those areas where, for whatever reason, current some current owners aren't doing. A simple example: we purchased a property in September 2016, Farmers Branch, North you know North Dallas. And, um, you know, it's doing very well, but we, we just started recently charging for uh, reserve parking. It's not even covered parking, but we're getting $40 a month and we're, we're getting, you know, no problem doing that. So those type of things, or we go in and they're not charging for a rent, uh, a rent fee per month. They may charge a, you know, one-time fee, but no rent fee per month. Um, the other one is we're actually leasing out or renting out, I should say, the model there. So some of the tenants will say they have family coming in for you know the weekend or for holidays, and we're starting to rent out the model model there as well. And you know, the important part is, and it's a whole discussion in itself, is that you know every dollar you can increase your the operating income through a rental increase, you know, income increase or decreasing your expenses, is really you know ten to twenty dollar increase in value because of the way the cap rates work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't think we've done anything, you know, really truly out of the ordinary. I think we've looked for every single area that we possibly can, billing back for things. And and um, I want to say nickel and diming, but in some cases, a nickel and dime that you do um, actually can have a huge impact on the value of the property. Um, we haven't really done as much with the technology, meaning, you know, having the virtual leasing and things like that. I don't think it really falls with some of the properties we have right now, although it may in the near future. But we've definitely brought some other technology into into real estate that I, I think is you know is lacking. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what we've been doing um, kind of all along, just looking for all those opportunities and, and really looking for infusing capital where it makes sense from a, a income perspective increase, right? Not necessarily just for 
sake of putting capital in, you have to look at it. Will it make a difference in how much extra income I can produce? Yeah, absolutely. So, Mark, uh, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to try to keep this short and sweet um, sure. to, so our listeners can uh, <laughs> get on with their days. But we, we appreciate uh, your feedback, and uh, I also appreciate your time and wish you the best of luck in your ventures and your acquisitions um, this year. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. If you'd like to get a hold of Mark, reach out to him at thinkmultifamily.com. And uh, we're looking for property managers, investors, both institutional and private, and lenders to interview on the Multifamily Five. So if you're interested, uh, please give me a shout, mark.allen at svn.com. Thanks for your time.